let him take me Honey, don't let him handle me Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, 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 Hey, Mike, how are we doing today? I'm doing fine. We're, our show is streaming first, as always, every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. They have a Venmo site. You can donate money at Mutiny Radio. You can also follow our right, fun feedback here. YouTube, YouTube. On YouTube and, of course, as a podcast, right. as our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, now, we're going to be watching a full-length movie on YouTube, and we have a very special guest here, the star above the title, the yes. main guy himself, Mr. Eddie Deason. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Hey! Hello, Carl and Mike. It's a pleasure to be on your show. My honor. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're going to be watching our favorite movie, Surf 2. I have Seriously. to tell you, Eddie, this, the podcast exists because of Surf 2. I saw Seriously. that at a buddy's house. Uh -huh. and in the 80s on Showtime, never saw it again, saw the video box at Pathmark, that's it, been searching okay. decades, okay. saw it on YouTube, and I said, these are the movies on YouTube that I've been looking for, like Surf 2, yeah. let's do a podcast about it. So, Well, fortunately, we live in an age where you can almost get any movie in the world, you can find, so I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but I'm glad you did locate it, and YouTube, of course, is easy, it's free. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time myself. I've probably seen it maybe like three times. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, great. We can. And by the way, one more thing. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate them. In the YouTube search engine, you put in Surf2 1984, and you will find the channel Surf King. That's who we like, Surf King. So it's Surf II 1984, and then it says PT one half. I don't know why, part half. And Surf King is the channel we like. Now, Mike, I've lost your audio. Unmute yourself, please. Sorry, I just saw uh, a barrage of uh, feedback in my headphones, so I just I turned that off for a split second. We're looking for Surf 2. That's I.I. It's a very fancy movie from 1982. We have the lead star here, Eddie Deason. We're going to be watching this movie with you, yeah. with Eddie. We want you to go find the link, hit it, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We're going to start at the same time watching this movie uh, Carl, we'll do our countdown. Take it away, Carl. I will. Okay. 
Get ready to press play. Ready, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go! I was very excited to watch the video syndrome. I didn't realize it was a director's cut, that there was two different versions of this movie. Yes, there were. And it's a better one, the director's cut. This was probably taken from Star Wars, I imagine, this beginning thing. I bet. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't have any faith in the movie. Like, they had to give an explanation to it. Yeah, yeah. Most call them Menlo Schwarzer. That's me. Menlo Schwarzer, but they uh -huh. spell it wrong. Schwarzer. You know what? Yeah. You're right. I never noticed that. Good catch. Good catch. Now, they were originally going to call Menlo Stinky, but somebody yeah. objected. I didn't like it. I like Bunny. He called me Bunny. I, Randall Bedard, I thought, was a very good director. I liked them. Some in the cast, at least one cast member didn't get along with him. We'll get, we'll get into that. But I thought he was a fine director. I liked working for him. But I asked that it not be Stinky. I didn't want to be called that. It was just a personal thing. And she called me Bunny. That's why. We could have maybe compromised him up with a funnier name. Anyway, the cinematography is beautiful here. There's actually some beautiful it? shots here. I mean, the movie's not gone with the wind, but the cinematography here is very beautiful. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than Gone with the Wind, personally. This is much <laughs> better than Gone with the Wind. I've, <laughs> I've seen this movie more times, and it's less problematic, honestly. Uh, I love so Peter Isaacson, this... a dear friend. Peter and I had just done a Magnum PI together a few months before this, and then we worked again. He's one of the nicest guys in showbiz. Excuse me, I'm talking with my mouth, so I have some cashews in my mouth. Oh, we're watching a movie. Uh, we encourage people to get some cashews, some popcorn, and join us yeah. in watching. Yeah. Now, that, that Peter, that's the guy from... This is what uh, you call a watch party. We should be in a jewelry shop. I get it. Watch party you know, jewelry. for the watching. Ah! Okay. And Lyle He's Wagner. In my head. I'm trying not to intrude on the movie. Okay, let's see. Oh, no, okay, no, no. Okay, please this please intrude. Lucinda and Corinne, I remember them. Yeah, sweet girls, both sweet. Linda Carriage, by the way, the lead will get in her... I am, that's a Freudian slip. We'll get into her later. I was going to say, we'll talk about her later. She's uh, we'll talk about, about her. her. Yeah. Morgan yeah. Paul, yes. And Carol Wayne was, we'll get into her later. We'll, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not doing this deliberately. Ron Polio, Horshack, deliberately. With one, you know, I work with John Travolta, of course, in Greece. This is my second sweat off. Tom Ballard tragically died of AIDS. He was a very wonderful, sweet guy. He's terrific yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Ruth Buzzy's still active on Facebook. She's still around. She's got to be close to 90. She's a lovely lady, super nice lady. We we heard that someone she joined Twitter because someone was faking her account and she on had to Facebook? come in. Yeah, on on Twitter, had, someone. Well, I had my account was hijacked. I just started a new page. I had to start again from square one. Maybe she didn't just want to start again. Yes, she, she had some funny stuff on her page. Yeah, what happened to your site? Well, I was, I had heart trouble. I don't want to get into, but I had open heart surgery. I've been in and out of hospitals for three years with bad heart troubles. I had a stroke. So my oh page my was taken over, and it, it just was bad. So I had to start again on Facebook. So I had to get 5,000 friends. You know, a lot of my old ones are there, but some new ones too. Well, now, that's... these are our heroes, and these this are, is Johnny Bighead. Yeah, that's now, Josh. Super nice guy. We used to all play poker together during the shoot. Josh, Eric, uh, Jeffrey, me, you know, Marvin, my friend Marvin. Eric yeah. liked greasy pizza, but we'd always order pizza. Eric liked very greasy pizza. I've never, he's a, make sure the pizza's greasy. There's Peter Isaacson, great guy. He is so funny in this movie. There's a scene yeah, where he's he hilarious. surfboard. He skateboards onto the stage. 
The yeah. mayor from Jaws called. They want his jacket back. He wants his jacket back from Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Look how tall he's a tall guy. We have done, and, uh, of course, Eric, you know, had just come off Mask, I think, before. One of the greatest performances in movie history, a very dramatic film. We've gone so, to, of course, we all know from Blazing Saddles, one of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. Just a super nice guy. He gets a special appearance uh, credit for this movie. He does. Re he's really funny in this film, too. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. I noticed that too. It said special appearance, but he's yeah. in so much of the film. I think he warrants more than an appearance. You're right. It's more I of guess a cameo. His agent, you're right. His agent negotiated that. I, I'm sure, but I, you're right. It's not really. It's not the right thing to say. You're right. Special. I should well, say special guest star. There's Tom Ballard. There's Tom. Yes. Oh, they said yeah. don't don't go to the surf. It's there's someone died, and they said surf. Let's go surfing. Let's go surfing. Oh, okay. Okay, now, this movie was um, having a hard time getting distributed. So the producers thought they put a little TNA in it, like off the <laughs> strength of Porky's. So that what we might see is yeah, right. added footage after mm -hmm. uh, this part here with the girls in the car. That uh -huh. was not part of the filming. That was added later. Okay. Yeah. It's, so the Vinegar Syndrome shows the original version. Yeah, because it's really strange because uh -huh. they stick their bare ass out. That's oh, plenty. And then my luck, I, my luck, I'd already wrapped by this. Somebody get to see this. <laughs> this is so after you. The yeah. first you PMAS go. you were talking about on the commentary, Eddie. I don't know if you remember. PMAS? Mm -hmm. PMAS, the perfunctory male ass shot, yes. The women yeah, attending movies today. That's women the women women but please today. Spare, spare us the male ass shots. Please spare us. <laughs> There's several in this movie. Uh, we yeah. still haven't got to the two gentlemen who come and rip their pants. Okay. Oh, I love Lau Wagner. I love Lau Wagner. Super great guy. He's really funny. Yeah, these yeah, two are great. He's very movie. funny. Ron Leo, one of my great friends. Sadly, he died way too young. He left us way too young. Did and you guys he have was a good time? the one that Randall and, you know, Randall and him would yes. argue a little. No, you're exactly right. They didn't get along for whatever reason. And I, I heard him arguing one time, and all I heard is, if you do that, you're going to be wearing it, Ron said. <clears throat> he said in a menacing voice, like he was going to fight him. So I don't know what exactly happened, but they really were testing with each other. Ron did not like working with Randall. Wow. No, I, I want I like you to Randall. know, Mike, that Cleavon, the original choice for Blazing Saturn, Saddles, was Richard Pryor. Oh, Did yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the movie was going to be called Black Bart. It was going to be me, Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor was supposed to be the guy. I, think I understood he wrote it. Brooks. He wanted yeah. to on, I guess. He did have part uh, hand in writing it, and mm -hmm. they just figured he was a crazy man, and he was a very strong star. He'll have yeah. an attitude. He might show up drunk or stoned. Yeah. So they went to Cleavon. Yeah. And you see it kind of proved out later on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really brought him to prominence, and he did a great job. And I was laughing my ass off. We all were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Classic. I, I heard a that story from was a little before my time. See, the cinematography, that's kind of a good shot. They have a lot of beautiful cinematic shots in this movie. The cinematographer, I don't know who it is, but he did a fantastic job. The surfing is so good in this movie, too, and you could tell it's the same people yeah. sometimes, or at least the, the people shot. they have. But then they cut to these ladies getting a little uh, shower, yeah. Yeah. So that, well, that was added, added later to try to get a distribution deal, which mm -hmm. they did get. It was very limited. Are you are you a fan of surf culture? I know zero about. It. I know nothing about it. 
I'm telling you, so watching these first 10 minutes, this film's grown on me. I really do like it. It's not as bad as I thought. Oh, it has, uh, yeah. There was and a wave of surfing. A wave of surfing. I'm sorry? Yeah, Carl said there was a yeah. wave of surfing. Yeah, I should be the one apologizing. Then the the soundtrack is phenomenal on this. It has like Beach Boys and it has modern stuff and both versions yeah, of the movie. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got beautiful cinematography. So many great comic actors in this. Yeah. Now it was. I guess was kind of the straight one. Lindsay played like straight, but everybody else is kind of a comedian. Okay, here comes Linda now. Linda will be in this. Now here we have a little bit of joysticks, right, Mike? Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels it like, feels like joysticks. Yeah. Now you you had mentioned I know joysticks was on a set. You had mentioned this was a set, but this is an actual arcade they shot it in. Okay. This was an actual arcade, unlike joysticks in which they built one. And okay. two of the actors, we just saw one of the actresses, uh, the one on the right, Corinne. She was in joysticks. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Now. The, the stuck-on produced stuff, to give it an R rating, also has a star from Joysticks in it. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a weird Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Michael J. Fox's first film, you know, Midnight Madness was his first film. Then he did, uh, Eric Stoltz did um, Back to the Future, he was the first choice. He did that, and they fired him and took on Michael. So I have kind of a Six Degrees of Separation from between me, Michael, and Eric, if you follow Absolutely. that. Do you but, know that story, Mike? Yeah, I did. Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah. So the they didn't the box like him set. in Back to the Future. They thought he was too serious. They have the test uh, footage of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future in the box set. It's buried in there. And he does right? play it very seriously. Yeah. He mm -hmm. does. Like, he walks around. He's very intense. Uh, but I had heard that. But that, I guess, occurred after this movie, right? So he didn't have yeah. that cloud over him. Yeah. He's immortal in Mask. This is a great comedy. So here's Immortality is in Mask. He's so good. Now, you uh, might have seen, like, the footage of his audition, but, Mike, they were shooting with him. He was Marty McFly, and they stopped, like, four or five or six scenes, like, a couple weeks in, and they mm -hmm. said, we got to re... They had to get permission. Yeah, okay. I think they always wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was on that TV show, and they were able to negotiate it. That's and right. They they didn't want that point. That's right. Now, these are the dads, and these are the guys who distribute Buzz Cola. Now, I know you Morgan love Simpsons, Mike. You must have heard of Buzz Cola. Yeah. So now the guy, I, were you friends with these guys, Eddie? Like the, they're really funny on in this the set, movie. They were both nice. They were both. Everybody on the set was nice. I didn't dislike anybody. It was, it was a very friendly shoot. I loved everybody. Um, one of these, the little guy, I think that's Morgan. He's in Patton, you know. He plays a very serious role in Patton. He does play a serious role in Patton, and I like him. Now, also, Mike, not only was he in Patton, but he was in Blade Runner. He was the guy who was interviewing, like, did you ever oh, hear of the turtle? Of course, Same. right. He, the one who gets shot in the beginning by the replicant? That's him. But he's so broad in this movie. It's, it's amazing. I guess that's the great thing about being a comedic actor. You can play it really straight. Absolutely. Now, his partner was a comedian and he was part of the comedy store and everything. Actually, Eddie wanted to be a comedian. I think that was his first um, uh, dream for Hollywood was being a comedian. Tell us about that, Eddie. I went up 
I did 20 films. I would, hopefully I was a comedian, but I wanted to be a stand-up comic, but I had a line. So I didn't like it. I, I performed twice in Hollywood, and I did okay. But then they moved me to Westwood, and I tanked. And I just go, this isn't for me. Now, I was on an old show called The Gong Show, where they would gong me if you didn't go good. I don't know if you remember yes. that. But I did my stand-up comedy act. Paul Williams, the singer, gonged me. That was my TV debut. Yeah. But I didn't like stand-up. I never liked doing it. Some guys thrive on it, you know. You, you did stand up on the beautiful Linda. What became of Linda? Do you guys know? She's one of the most beautiful. I mean, she had, look lives at that face. She lives in the Blue Mountains of Australia today. She isn't involved with acting at all. I'm did sure. Did you ever film Dr. Surf? I can't a picture of her. Okay, did you do other films Dr. Surf too? I don't know, to be yes, honest. I know. did do other films. Let me just pull it up here. Um, after Surf 2, she went on to, I don't know, Mixed Blood, Vicious Lips, Down Twisted, The Alien from L.A. She did really from L.A. Stuff, but yeah. By 1988, okay. she headed back to Australia, and she was done with the career. Okay. This is probably her only comedy. She's, uh, she's, not, com she's not a comedic actress. She's just beautiful. She she's is not, not a comedic actress, yeah. no. Yeah. She's she so very different yeah. than everybody else in this whole film. She's very flat. Yeah, uh, but everybody else chews up enough, the scenery. Period. Yeah, everybody else chews up the scenery, but she's like totally straight. No, I found out this yes. footage was from a TV show. Randall uh -huh. didn't shoot this stuff. Is that right? Okay. Oh, they save some money. But okay. what was this now, stuff here like? comes our hero. Yes. Our bad guy hero. Here he is. Who's this guy? Look at him. I remember that guy. Look how young he is. Look how so young. young. Yeah. <laughs> now, do, now, do you oh, and a picture of Jerry Lewis in the background? So in the script, Jerry Lewis was there, and Randall wrote this script for Eddie, believe it or not. But the <laughs> thing is, coincidentally, Eddie loves Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah, I love Jerry. I had a bad meeting with him. I'm like, there's a great story I heard, by the way, on Facebook, if I can relate it real quick. A guy told me about a month ago on Facebook. He wrote me, he said he used to do the lights on the Jerry Lewis telephones every year. And he, him and Jerry were, you know, getting the lights set up right before Jerry went on stage. And he goes to Jerry, he goes, you know, you make me laugh more than almost any actor in the world, except for Eddie Beeson. And Jerry Lewis said to him, he said, you know, you're not the first person that's ever told me that. Wow. He, How, how's that for flattery? I almost, I almost had a conniption. I couldn't believe he said it, but that story really made my day. That's so great. You, now, you had a bad experience? Has... Okay, ahead, this Mike. might be the most acclaimed scene in the movie right here. This is yeah. the most acclaimed scene in the movie. This is totally innovative. I've never seen anything like it before or since. Or it's... since, yeah. And this was like a that. shot. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's so well uh, rehearsed. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's absolutely brilliant. Now, according to Randall, they nailed it. it they did two takes only because they did so much all. practicing ahead of time. Yeah, total professionals, total pros. She was on Fridays, uh, Brenda's camp. Yeah. You know what? You just reminded me. You're right. She was on Fridays. Yeah. She was also in something called After Mash, a, film, a show I never heard yeah. of. I, I, right. You've never seen that? I've seen that show. It was a mass sequel. It was number one its first week, and then it just tanked and raised and went off the air. But they tried to follow up mash after it went off the air. Fridays, of course, it was kind of like a four-man Saturday Night Live. The breakout yeah. star, of course, was Michael Richards, from, and he got on Seinfeld later. 
Now, yeah. we saw Mark Blankfield in The Jerk 2, Mike. Uh -huh. And he was straight out of Fridays, and he shares many scenes with her. Of course, okay. they were cast members, you know? Okay. Big head. Now, she died. Part of the reason she died, she was 76 years old, and she had uh, brain cancer. But part of the reason she died was complications from COVID-19. Oh, that's too bad. That's so sad. It is. Now, she was 76. I'm sure she had 20 years left in her. But yeah, mm -hmm. COVID was a problem. Now, look, you see it says custom surboards. Yeah. So you know what? You're right. Good catch. How did they miss that? Well, the, the okay, Randall says that that was a real mistake in real life. And so they added the scene in which uh, Weekend at Bernie's guy is putting in an F. We'll see that okay. later. Okay. Carol Wayne, I know her as uh, I'm gonna dream a genie. Not, I love Barbara Eden's my fantasy. Yeah. She was Bootsy Nightingale in one of the funniest episodes of the show. So I remember her from that. She was a very lovely lady. She was pretty out of it by this time. She was pretty out of it and gone. She she would say to her, "Et phone home, et phone home." She was just a little out of it. I think they were putting her on bad meds, like I have experience with. But I think she was, there was somebody messing with her. So it wasn't just pot. She was on more serious drugs. I think so. It seemed to me she was pretty stoned out. Maybe she was just on pot. I'm not into drugs. I don't know, but she was on something. That's now, Mike, she would go on to pass away a year later. Yeah, in this was her last film. Circumstances. Is that she like had, found out? She had an argument with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, she is missing. And then she washes up on shore. Now, the autopsy says there were no drugs and alcohol. Um, so was she murdered? I mean, it is possible. I don't know. I don't know. But sounds like a Columbo episode. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now they have... She was very sweet. She's, she's good in this movie, too. Uh, I mean, especially with this, very good. The, the scene. Everybody played their roles well. I don't think anybody's really mad. Everybody played their roles well. Well, there is the argument that Linda, but I don't know. I think maybe it was just her personality. She was pretty flat. Uh-huh. Okay, now here Good we have point. the producer's add-on scenes, and you can see it's a Rolls Royce. Uh-huh. And they, one they of were... these guys is named Fred Asparagus. That's his name. We saw another movie with Fred Asparagus. <laughs> We've had this conversation. I don't Do know if tell? it was. Was Is it that a joke the on movie? Fred Astaire or something? Maybe it was one of those National Lampoon movies, Mike. Yeah. No, I think it was his actual name, or or definitely his stage name. We could see the added stuff, like this Dang. was added. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna see the perfunctory male ass shot that we don't want. Yes, yeah. The most destructive trend in movie making. Well, there you go. I did enjoy your, you your commentary on the Vinegar Syndrome uh, track, and you had mentioned that this movie goes from, like, the comedy scene of those, the duplex to yeah. these guys' butts. Like, it, it yeah. has a, quite a range to this movie. Mm -hmm. High and low. Now, here comes Eddie again in a very oh, funny scene. Right. I'm a Jew dressed like an Arab. That's right. Yeah. And this is in Santa Monica, I guess. Uh, this was Santa Monica Beach, which I love. I love filming there. 
there I am, my towel head. Nice cold up. You know who now, has that joke now? By, you know who has that joke now, by the way? And I always wonder if they got it as a homage to this movie, The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons, they drink Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola, yes. Yeah, is that a tribute to Surf 2? Or did that just I, happen to come up? You know, this this movie has Buzz with three or four Zs, and Simpsons has two. I think it was a reference, and The Simpsons blew up and became an institution, and the reference yeah. is now part of their lexicon without any lexicon, reference. We started it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to talk to the writers if that happened. Now, look I, how lucky Eddie is. Look, Linda's yeah. touching, got his arm. <laughs> look how lucky he is. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I hate those. Oh, she surfers. likes the surfers. Yeah. Look at that when he's got a face like a Rottweiler. I remember. That. That's, <laughs> that's right. This movie is so funny because it's like California surf culture saying we don't like punk rock music. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in real life, Randall really hated the punks. And oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. So he wrote this thing in one single weekend. He had had a surfing accident and a surfboard went through his cheek. So he was on all sorts of painkillers and his own recreational drugs from being a young person. And he, he, he okay, this is one of my favorite scenes because this is clearly missionary. Uh -huh. Let's go to the scene. What does sound? I think it's best if we just sit here and wait. And all Harry Kaiser. Well, we we always know him as Weekend and Bernie, so to actually see him speak yeah. is fantastic. Weekend and Bernie's. Now he was in over forty credits, and we think of him as Bernie's, but he was yeah. always in films. You know, I remember reading an, a Playboy centerfold where they had Weekend and Bernie's. They had him in character next to topless women bathing. <laughs> really? <laughs> now look at this tacky. great scene. Isn't this sexually titillating? I mean, that's missionary times too. You're right. Never thought of it. Never thought of it. It's Come a very on. sexual film, you're right. I'm sure millions of women fantasize about me watching this movie. <laughs> well, they got Prime Eddie in this movie. <laughs> okay, now, this is one of the greatest scenes in the film. Okay. Now, a strange thing happens. They throw, like, a tear gas canister, and through magic, it ends up inside the shack. It's very strange. Well, it blows up and they survive. It's a, definitely a cartoon movie. Well, that's another thing. Like a tear gas canister makes an explosion. Does that make okay, sense? And they this live. Is honestly, the first thing I don't remember. Let me see this. I don't remember this. Oh, here I'll crank it up for you. Waves are breaking right. I'm just fucking so vertical. All right. I look right. Water. I look black. In this Water. scene, Eric Water. is drunk for the first time Water. in his life. Literally. We're talking greater, right? And then this cat is geeked out. Look, he's a total geek. He comes in. I had, I had to stop it. But they, the girl, the ladies are going to distract them. They're tired of this surf, surf talk. So they, they're going to take their tops off. Right. Oh, However, okay. their girlfriends are jealous, and they're going to call and say they're, they're attacking the, these girls, and the cops come. So things will get okay. escalated. But it's pretty obvious it's them. It's the only parked car on the beach. No, Eric had never been drunk in his whole life, and Randall thought he should have a little bit of alcohol for this scene, so he felt very sick. Interesting. Good trivia. That's my job. 
Okay, here comes Chef Boyardee and no. Inspector Underpants. Right. Inspector Underwear, Admitters Underpants. No, you're right. You're right. Under Underwear? Underwear, I thought. Underwear. <laughs> you're totally right. It's underwear. Yeah, I mean, well, well, Mike, well, maybe yeah. you'll turn the sound up when we get there because, yeah, they're going to go through the book and Lyle sure. will be misreading and Horshack will be mm -hmm. yeah, like very funny. Get a couple more cops involved. Yeah, over the top squat here. Mm -hmm. yeah. There you go. They're happy about it. Here come the boobs. You guys are nude. Very impressive. Isn't that funny? They just keep going. Anyway. Okay, here you well, go. This is called Thursday. Bring it up now. All right, we know you're in there. So home on out. Home on out. So come on out with your fans. Oh, I remember that. And these poor and. girls. Did they feel bad when they have to film this? I wonder when they have to do this. <laughs> right on the commentary, you're talking about them coming to Hollywood. Trying to be the next Catherine Hepburn, yeah. and they end up in Surf too. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, you wonder. Hmm. Funny that okay, it's now, funny the courses our, our lives take. <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure they weren't expecting this. Now it's all. It's got to be bulletproof because none of the bullets are getting through. But yet yeah. this guy's gonna lob a canister of tear gas, and it's gonna go right inside. Here what? he goes. This film does introduce itself as a cartoon with Big Head eating the grate up front. So we kind of, suspension is disbelieved. The, yeah, eating the fence. And that was fake, by the way. And you can tell because the gray spray paint ends up on Big Head's tongue. Right. But it does set the tone of this movie that, you know, yeah. no one's really going to get hurt. I and wonder you do... what it was made of. Yeah, it looks like licorice or something like that. It's Definitely yeah, spray paint. Yeah. Charlie, Chaplin shoe. Charlie Chaplin shoe in the gold rush. Yeah, yeah, it was that fabric. The effects are good in this movie. The zombies are very uh, fun. Yeah. They are effective. And this is the early age. days of punk rockers, I guess. And it's funny, if you look at the cycle, like, a lot of girls have that kind of makeup. No, I'm looking at the punk faces. Girls like to dress up like that now, as much as the guys. With I'm the sure blue the streak of hair. Yeah, with all that stuff on their face, yeah. Two-color hair, stuff on their lips, yeah. I love how Ron is, you know, he's oh, he the cigar too. He grips that cigar the entire time. Yeah. Right, so now, I guess they have to go to jail for this uh, issue. Mark, you've been seriously hurt in there. Not a chance. They wouldn't let their candy. <laughs> 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 okay. Now here's Jocko. And as you know, Sparkle lured him and John, and now they're zombies because they drank Buzz Cola. Right. Now, in this scene, Tom Villard, or a scene that's coming up, is going to freak out 
And when they were shooting it, Eric Stoltz, I mean, they were really scared, and Jeff were really scared that he was going to hit them and hurt them. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm laughing at the scene because they say, why don't you get something to eat? And there's like a, a stalk of celery just hanging out there, and he goes straight for yeah. the motor oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom had that funny way of walking like a zombie. Nobody else could do it like him. He had that shaky walk. Nobody else could zombie walk like him. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've seen him in One Crazy Summer. We got it made and a lot of other stuff. And Yeah, uh, he, we've got it made, right? That show that flopped, but I, I watched it because of Tom. He yeah, me good. too. He deserved better. He, he left us much too soon. Now, he was in Greece too, and I think you were in that as well. I was in Greece too, barely. I'm still trying to think where was Tom in Greece too? What did he play? My friend Stevie said he was in that, and I don't know where he was. What did he play? I don't know. I only know from IMDb credits that he was in that. My wife probably knows. And he is a Star Trek connection, Mike. He was in Deep Space Nine. Okay. Tom Villard. Oh, wow. There's so a lot of stuff. Yeah. Now we're having a delivery of Buzz Cola, mm -hmm. and we will have... Look how young you are, Eddie. Look at uh, that. Great passion. Yeah. Young stud. Yeah, you got the, the handcuffs on the side and the suspenders. Yeah. yeah. Now, Eddie, I understand that you graduated high school and went straight to Hollywood. Tell yes, us your motivation. I came out the next day. I wanted to be a comedian. Well, I worked at my dad's jewelry store. I had worked there, and I fell asleep in the display window, and dad fired me, so I couldn't do that. Dad offered to buy me a Dairy Queen franchise there, and I didn't want to run a Dairy Queen. So dad said, tell you what, I'll give you $400 a month. This is 1975, remember? Yeah. He goes, I'll send you $400 a month. You can live on that. Try making it in Hollywood. So he sent me $400 a month, and I got Greece within two years. I left out. In so those days, four, yeah, 400 was enough in those days. My rent, I think, was 125 a month, and the rest uh, bought me food, you know. And in, 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 in those years, I would pay. Nowadays, you know, $400, you, you'll survive for like a week on that if you're lucky. I think with inflation, $400 is like $4,000, $5,000 now. Yeah, exactly. My dad was a very generous man. Well, I guess he had a little bit of money if he's throwing around Dairy Queen franchises and four hundred dollar yeah. checks. He was a great businessman. That's great. We didn't get on that great, you know. We had a lot of fights and all, but he was when it came down to it, he was a really good father. I should have been a better son to him. I wish I was a better. I was a better son. We all have that wish, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Hindsight is perfect. Okay, yeah. now Linda is a nerdy girl from high school, right. but Menlo or Bunny has figured out how to give her like a beautification machine, and this yeah. is what keeps her pretty, and this is why she must be uh, on board with him and yeah. helping him so that she doesn't revert back to nerdism. Making yeah, making that knockout a nerd is it's amazing metamorphosis, isn't it? This it's such is a jarring Randall's image brainchild in uh, one weekend of painkillers he came up yeah. with all of this it's such a, it's such a jarring image you, putting the putting the trivia i never knew that's interesting what did randall do now did randall work after this movie yes and as a matter of fact this movie was a bit of an embarrassment and he would be in something you know like somebody's office and when they find out that he did surf too lots of times that was it the interview was over his agent uh, stated it his agent said, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever read, uh -huh. you know, because he was writing family things. He had never done a comedy. He was right. writing dramas. Right. You know? Interesting. Now, this is another great moment in this scene. Like, I would never expect to see this 
in a movie. They're kind of reenacting, I guess, like the Mark Twain frog story, but they well, have the Chariots um, of Fire music. Right, Chariots of Fire music. Or something. Yeah, they're racing frogs. Yeah. And they have this fake Chariots oh, yeah. of Fire music. Chariots of Fire, yeah, Chariots of Fire. <clears throat> Which was on everybody's mind because it was late 70s. What was it, 78, 79? 83. 83. Oh, 83. Right. It was super on people's mind. Now, could Chariots of Fire suit us for plagiarism? Can they do that, or, or do you have license to steal like that? You, they probably not every note. Not every them. note. Right. No, they didn't. You, you can take the song and then change a note or two and get away with it. And that's oh, is that how they do it? Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Put, that, put down that beaker, Borker. Or yeah, what was the line? Right, right, right. Put down that Booker beaker. Yeah. Yeah. Not too labored. Look how well dressed Cleavon is in all this scene. You know. Yeah, he's great. What a what a wonderful nice man. Now, Peter Isaacson was a wonderful comedic actor. He ended up becoming oh, yeah. a producer. After mm -hmm. CPO Sharky, he just sort of wasn't in front of the camera anymore. Yeah, he wasn't. Peter is a great dear friend. He's wonderful. We did a Magnum PI the year before this, and I, he was just the sweetest yeah. guy in the world. And he just, I asked him about that. He just said he never liked acting. He never wanted the attention. Like, we're, we're pretty much egomaniacs. You know, an actor is, you know, look at me, an actress, look at me, look at me. Peter was never yeah. that way. He, like, he was much happier behind the camera. He just didn't have the ego for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's too bad because he was so funny. He nails it. He nails it when you know, he addresses get up. the audience. That scene on the beach, get down, get up. Yes. You know, that where he goes, yeah. get up. I thought that was hilarious. I always laugh at that one. And when he does the aut autopsy on the surfer, it's yeah. hilarious. And it's, yeah. yeah. I he still think him on the skateboard. Action. He's yeah. going to introduce these movies uh, by skateboarding up on stage and then like uh -huh. hopping off the skateboard and walking to the dais. It's really right. funny, like just very graceful. And this yeah. scene too is great. I mean, we've already seen the surfer blow his nose on the uh, bed sheet. And uh, you can see Cleveland just going to faint. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Down he goes. Now, you know, one thing I should mention, this has a, a 60s, 80s, and a 50s vibe. And I feel like this this yeah. music, it seems like what they would have on the Gleason show or something. You're right, these commercials. Or yeah. in Greece, you know, we have that. You know, Greece, we have the commercial on TV. Brush up, brush up, brush up. The 50s commercials. Right. Yeah. Now, look. I love the way that the director says, okay, we did our bit in which it's a split screen, so let's just break reality. Yeah. Exactly. He was, Randall, Randall was actually a good director. I think he was really good. He's one of the better directors I've worked with. I personally loved working for him. I thought he was really good. Well, from what I understand is he would let you do your thing. He had no yeah. issue with how you were... But he wouldn't rein you in or tell you right. to play it up more. That's how I like directors. I worked for a turkey called Richard Fleischer, the worst director I ever did. And every time I tried to contribute something, oh, no, he was a crabby old curmudgeon. And every mm. time, hey, can I do it? I don't know, anywhere. just this old grouch. Randall was the opposite. He was very giving. Anything I suggested, he tried. Now, if he didn't like it, we wouldn't do it. But he gave me free reign. You're right. He let me try anything I wanted. He was a really great comedy director. I loved him. Now, Mike, we saw Ruth Buzzy last year in Bad Guys, that wrestling film. A wrestling movie, which was also like 86. So she definitely uh -huh. had a career going after in the 80s. Yeah. I, yes. I know, um, what was the movie with Alan Arkin, uh, Carl Burnett, where it was like 
he was sleeping in the Transbay Terminal of San Francisco, and Ruth Buzzy was like kind of a, uh, I don't know, she was part of a gang that was against him. Choo choo something, I, I I forget, but I've seen Ruth and a lot of Buzzy in a lot of films after. I think her legacy got away from me, yeah. Her legacy will always be laughing, of course. She'll always That's be tied. Yes. It's like no matter what I do, I'll always be tied to Greece, no matter what. But her legacy will be laughing. But she now, they are, they are real life scared of him right now. Tom Ballard apparently is the nicest guy, but yeah. the, you know, somebody said, Definitely Roll slamming. Money, yeah. Freaked out slam dance. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because he's going to slam his head through the wall and then continue climbing out, even though there's yeah. no reason to do so. Uh, that wasn't scripted. Him hitting his head through the wall was scripted, and you can see that great um, uh, smoke machine that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, okay. Of him right. crawling through the wall. It that keeps was all going. Him. Yeah, it's really Oh, uh, here comes our wall. There it comes. Boom. 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 That's all you need. Up. That's all you need. And then he keeps going. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Did he pass away of AIDS? Is that right? Well, it was the answer is yes. It was pneumonia, uh -huh. but I mean, you know, there's no immune system, and right. so the pneumonia okay. took him. Yeah, out. sadly, I, I've had I've worked with so many actors who who passed away of AIDS. It's so sad. Okay, so here we go, Mike. Your scene, and my he's favorite scene. Right up there. Look at that. How graceful is that? Oh, yeah. Now the audience hates him because he's an uncool teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah, is there like any breath? Like don't they like not see the teacher at night? It's it's the high they school. They don't get a break. They don't get a break. <laughs> see Cleavon sitting there. We hardly notice him. Right. It's a magazine, yeah. Now Eddie's about to walk in in great cowboy boots and stuff, but right, Linda is really dressed up. This really? is where I put my legs up on the table, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, there was a scene, we'll see a scene where someone lights a dog do do bag and you, you crush it in your boots. Right now. And then, yeah. <laughs> but right. you'll see somebody really concerned in the crowd trying to put the fire out after the scene. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, it must you smell like... You Mike. Yeah, well, it's weird because it, technically if shit did burn in a theater, people would probably leave the theater. It right. Is like, yeah, so it's a cartoon movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the now film burns up, yeah. I love this scene because we're watching a movie, watching the, uh, people watch a movie. So mm -hmm. we get to see ourselves right. kind of in it. Until the punk see, season what's, film. What's the recent film we saw? Did you see the one that came up with Sharon Tate? That Sharon Tate in the film? It was yeah, a right. movie. And she's, she's watching, watching The Wrecking Crew, yeah. And this is she's like me watching there. that. Yeah, it's like me. Yeah. That's like the Sharon Tate, same thing. Didn't she put her feet up on the seat too? Same thing. Oh, sure, bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> they stole it from you her too. Tarantino took this for Surf 2. That's right. Yeah. You know, knowing Tarantino, he probably saw Surf 2. I wouldn't be surprised. He loves weird esoteric films. Yeah. Oh, sure. And this is such a Southern California film, too. I mean, yeah. It's a commentary on these surf movies. You know, I had a friend that used to host these films, like Warren Thomas or whatever the guy's name is, and mm -hmm. they would just show clips of surfboarding for, right. you know, endless, endless summer type of film. Now, who's yeah. that Hollywood? Is it Elvira? That's the vibe I get off of her album. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I could see and that. A, and a little Liquid Sky, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Liquid Sky. I don't know if right. you know that movie, Eddie. Uh, look at that great cowboy hat, man. Okay, so yeah. here we go. He likes the dookie. <laughs> oh, no! Your, your poor boots. Yeah. The only time in my life I ever wore cowboy boots. 
<laughs> I see this fire right there. Guy's gonna put it out. He, he can't take it. Right next to Johnny Bighead, who is doing Belushi's uh, Bluto. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, this whole movie, not that we're going to see it because it's going to burn up, but the whole movie is right. just shots of surfing. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. What has Josh been doing over the years? Can you tell me I loved him? Yeah. Let me Did he work after this movie? Um, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I want you to know that um, Sparkle is trying to warn everybody about Bud's Cola, uh -huh. but uh, Menlo Bunny keeps shutting him down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not and the gremlins do this too. I, I think around this time they eat the film. Yeah, I love it. Okay, Johnny Bighead, Joshua Camp Cadman. Uh, Josh Cadman, right? Do too much. He was in an episode of Quantum Leap in '89, and that was his last credit. He uh -huh. was in The Sure Thing in 85, going all the way in 81, so that's mm -hmm. earlier. Okay. Um, they, do, they do have them on the video, on the DVD, the, the Blu-ray of uh, the uh, recent reissue where the, he talks mm -hmm. in the making of, and he, okay. he gives his okay. regards, but he, he doesn't, okay. he, yeah. I love this scene. What a great horror movie scene. Like, you, you have a romantic dinner with zombies serving food to her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what drunk was this, this? What's that? Yeah. What girl could resist this? Yeah. Now, one of the zombies is like drinking their wine. Yeah, they break the bottle and drink it. Yeah. I think I saw a recent movie where it was very similar that there was like kind of a mad scientist who created a romantic scene, but it was just out of just pure horror behind. That's interesting. Who knows? Everybody's stealing from Surf, too, apparently. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. We agree. I would love to really, though, I've always wanted to ask the Simpsons writers if they got Buzz Cola from that as a little homage. I, the first time I saw it was like about 30 years ago, and I've always wondered about it. Yeah, because they did a lot of, a lot of their bits are homages, homages that are now like part of their canon. Like the phone calls that Mo got were based on these calls from the two bar in, in right. Jersey City. And right. then there's like... Even the dough is a reference to some guy in the 30s. So the references yeah, with, become uh, what's his their name? moneymaker. James Finlayson, yeah, in the Laurel and Hardy yeah. yeah, But he doesn't get yeah. any money off of it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, and they make a profit off it. Oh, this is right. a crazy scene right here. This is, this is the scene where I was watching this and I just couldn't believe it was happening. Well, it's not camera tricks. They are really going to turn this into a convertible mm -hmm. right now with a chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, they're going to cut through a really. Yeah, it's crazy. That. Yeah. Now, this director never saw joysticks, never even heard of it. And it so goes with this film. Uh-huh. Joysticks was before this? Around the same time, I think. Okay, yeah, I remember joysticks coming out. Boy, I have it right here. Oh, here, I'm going to have to play the line. 1983. Joysticks was 1983. This is really cool. What convertible? Mom, we're taking the convertible out. Yeah, the soundtrack is great. Like, it's interesting watching the videos because the original movie had Dick, uh, the Untouchables perform, and in this version, Dick Dale plays. 
Yeah, you Dick Dale. F? You see the F? Yeah, now, adding the F in there. Dick Dale was cut from this. Version. Oh, it was cut, and then the, the Untouchables. He's in. Now, did you meet Dick Dale, Eddie? No, I, ne I never remember meeting him, no. Not now, this guy was the father of surf music. He that did right? all that stuff with reverb. He had, like, Arabic scales, you know? Interesting. And he was a big, big deal. No, I, I didn't know that. Now, Carol was all about The Tonight Show. She was a recurring character on yes. Johnny Carson. Yeah, the tea party girl, the tea, right. tea time lady. Tea time lady. This is a very a fun fight that they're having. She did, she did a Bewitched episode. She was a very famous actress in the 60s and 70s. She did a yes. lot of TV. Yes. There's a girl. Here's another question. There's a girl on Playboy called Nina Wayne. Is that Carol's sister? She looks just like her. Um, yes, Nina was her sister, and okay. they started, they were um, like ice capades kind of people. They were skaters together, uh -huh. and they were in some films and such together. But Carol Carol got onto The Tonight Show, and that led to many other things. But Nina, now, Carol was in Playboy. Lyle Wagner was in Playgirl. Uh -huh. I think some um Linda was in Playboy. Mm-hmm. And there's one other who was in Playgirl. Uh, it might Wagner? have been the dad. Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner, yeah. Playgirl. But there's another one of the dads who was as well. Oh, really? Median one. Oh. Oh, how funny. You mean Morgan Paul or the other guy? The comedian with the mustache? Yes, it's... Um, yeah. Yeah. Biff Menard. Biff Maynard, yeah. Biff Maynard. Maynard. Yeah. Maynard. Uh -huh. Now, it's really interesting. His birth and death both have mystery. There's, like, he was either born in 39 or 43. He's got, mm -hmm. like, duplicate paperwork. Uh -huh. And his death, he was sick for a long time, but nobody knows how he died. What his was the sickness he had? Mm -hmm. He died in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. This is, uh, this is entertainment. Can I tell you a, a true fact? I don't, don't want to bring your thing down. But I, I was going to say, I wasn't going to mention this, but since he's dead, I guess it doesn't matter. But he was uh, in real life a racist. I never, like, I haven't worked with oh, a yeah. He was the most racist man I ever met. We I was with this, I worked with him one day, okay, and there was an African-American secretary. And he said, I'm going to rub your head for luck. And he's literally, I was like cringing. I wanted to build wow. him. And he was saying this stuff. He was, I mean, you hear the term thrown around, racist, racist. But he was a real life race. He must have been raised ignorantly. But yeah. as far as me, he was a nice guy. But he was a very ignorant man. Now, in the scene in which they're in the town council, and right. you're underneath the table hiding, right. apparently, uh, he, Mannard wanted to fight with Cleavon. There was going to be a, they were going to have a fight. Yeah, it's mentioned in the commentary. Now I'm thinking he's African-American. Maybe that was. Might be. Maybe it had something to do with it. I would say he was the only racist I've ever worked with in like 20 odd films all my career. Yeah. yeah. Uh -oh. okay, so now we're going to get our gross out scene in which they eat a lot, bunch of disgusting stuff. And yeah. Yeah. A boom mic. A boom mic yeah. is invisible. Oh, even worse. Oh, is that right? <laughs> The, the gross outs we could handle, but the boom mic was too much. Yeah, that was <laughs> the top. When we watched the both versions, the theatrical cut and the uh, director's cut, they added mm -hmm. even more gross stuff to the gross out scenes. Like really, 
Yeah, so the, uh, the, the our uh, asparagus is going to have bird shit on his sandwich, which he's going to eat. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we Bruce. Man, I remember this is later in the movie, but I remember the scene where they're having sandwiches at the end. You know, and Ruth, we're on the beach. Ruth Buzzy eats the mayonnaise sandwich. She really eats yes. that. She really ate, it. I almost threw up. I, it made me nauseous. <laughs> but yeah, I saw she put the mayonnaise on it. She took a big bite of the sandwich. Oh my god. It's that's a that's a favorite scene because of your hats. Yeah, the hats you wear in this way, movie. You know, that was my real hat. I was my real yeah. hat. I had. I'd use it as a gag, and I brought it in this set, and Randall let me use it. Oh, now sure. you have the producer Porky's kind of boob smack there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now the original footage with everyone dancing in the cast, and then this added on footage. It's mixed in in the same scene, and they kind of have a different feeling. Interesting. Even the even the sunlight hitting them, it's from right, a different, different angle. You know? yeah. Right. Oh, so there's the Untouchables. That's the Untouchables, right. And they mentioned there's a guy from the Southern California dance uh, punk scene that dances in this movie that they, they talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. So they weren't really a group. There was a group called the Untouchables? Sure, they're actually in Repo Man, the movie too. Okay, uh, as well. I didn't know yeah. that. I'm, I'm so not into that scene. Okay. Yeah, it was like the the ska scene of the uh -huh. Southern California early '80s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and he really goes for it, Tom Ballard, in this movie, in this scene. Great. Yeah, he chews up the scenery literally, doesn't he? Literally, this is the part of the movie where I I regret telling people they should see this movie because. You have yeah. that duplex scene. It's so clever, so well done, and then he breaks yeah. the the window, and then you have this scene, and it's like yeah. I still have to endorse this movie. And then they added this part where he gets yeah. roasted in yeah. titties. You're right. Why mess with it? Yeah. Yeah. Now this is all not really gross stuff. It's like baked goods in the form of a starfish and mm -hmm. uh, gummy worms kind of stuff. Yes. Okay, well, I could get, I could deal with that, but then watching those guys eat bird shit sandwiches is yeah. like too much. Yeah. God knows. I guess that was whipped cream, maybe. I don't know what they used. Yeah. Got their buzz money. Yeah. <laughs> now, the guy yeah. you were talking about, Mike, his name was Craig Allen Rothwell, and he was called Spaz Attack back in the punk days. Okay, yeah, so he's doing his Faz Attack dance in this movie. Now, he was oh, in Ego's um, Can't Get No Satisfaction, and he did, like, five backflips in which he lands on his back. It must have hurt. Yeah, it's a good song for him. Yeah, it's gross. Like, I feel so embarrassed. Like, I tell people to see this movie... Yeah, like, don't worry about the TNA. It's just the way it yeah. is. And then you get to this. No, scene, I, mean, like, I would be embarrassed to bring my parents to this movie or my sister with with the <laughs> TNA and this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the reasons why this film kind of resonated because it it had its TNA and then more. Okay, so we get the bird shit and titties in the background in the scene. Right. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got these cool looking punks. Yeah, you have to balance. Yeah, you have to balance the art, and it's hard, it's a hard balance in showbiz. Yeah, like he's eating the bird shit. Yeah. I don't want to think about this. Now, um, Eddie, you talked about playing poker a lot with Eric and Josh, but that's yeah. just 
after the movie was done, you would go on to play poker with them. No, right? I think it was during the movie too. I think during the shoot, we do it on weekends. You know, we would uh -huh. we would hang together. They were great. Eric, Jeffrey, and and Josh were all great guys. We'd hang together a lot. Oh, now the one thing he doesn't want to yeah. eat is that one of your hats. Which is that one? It was like an umbrella. Oh, that's mine. Yes, that is mine yeah. too. I brought that in. The umbrella and the big hat are both mine. So he doesn't drink it, big head. Don't drink it, big head. Don't drink no. it. <laughs> yeah, he can't. Yeah, He'll he eat all this shit on the beach. Yeah. He's kind of like our Superman at the end. He's like James Bond. He breaks into the villain's lair and, and frees everybody. Yeah. So Tom Ballard wins the gross out contest. Yeah. He seems happy about it. Now, this soundtrack was never released, and Oingo Bongo wrote a yeah, Oingo yeah. Bongo wrote a song for this movie, and it's nowhere else unless you watch this movie. Is that right? I That's think it's called "Hold Me Back." That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you're cool. Oingo Bongo completist, you have a copy of Surf yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, know this guy right here. Surf song. Uh -oh. Yes, this is Spaz Attack. Wrong guy to drink it. And he will do his freak out dance. You know, this is his trademark. This was what got him onto a Devo video. But they all like his dancing. They do. So there were three Beach Boys songs. There was the Circle Jerks were in this. Thomas mm -hmm. Dolby. Um... Oingo Boingo had two songs. One you can't find anywhere else. Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The Beach Boys, so the Beach Boys might have seen Surf too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's well, they, right. got, they got a check from it for sure. It's strange yeah. for the Beach Boys on this because it, it seems like well, they, get around. They, they get, get around. They get around. Touche. Very good. Well, dead. Wait a minute. You two, you two have two of the Beach Boys' names. Did you realize it? Oh, yeah. Michael well, Carl I guess. Are yeah. they Beach Boys? Uh, well, I think Carl is a better name than Mike when it comes to the Beach Carl Boys. Carl Wilson and Mike Love. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to up. I'm Eddie. <laughs> you have a pretty decent name, I think. Oh, so they abduct the girls. Did you guys not get that joke? That was hilarious. No, what again. happened? What's the joke? Yeah, what happened? I thought you had a. I think you have a pretty decent name. You named oh, Menlo Schwarzer, Bunny. No, no. Okay, forget it. He's I'm trying sure to rhyme decent with decent. Oh, a decent name. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I I would like to apologize on behalf That's of the late. podcast. You're absolved. You're absolved. Thank you. <laughs> Tell that joke halfway through the movie. <laughs> Now, Eddie used no cue cards in this. No, you're right. Movie. These were the only days I did. And this was after War Games. War Games was when I started using them, but this I did all myself, no cue cards. Right. Nice. I thought War Games was a really good character. You're giving away our best stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't say data encryption algorithm. I just kept forgetting the line, so they gave me the cue cards. <laughs> Okay, so now Sparkle is going to sort of team up with um, 
with Chuck and uh, Joe, and they're yeah. going to. I don't know, like, she's got her, Sparkle's got her toe half in the water. She wants to help them, but she doesn't reveal everything until mm -hmm. the way end of this whole scene. Mm -hmm. Now, this was the very first scene they shot for this movie. It's a really long scene. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's we, we meet all the surfers up front, and half of them turn into the zombies. So these zombies, are the right. main characters. Like, I don't really expect it. Like, I, I thought it would be the other people. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, they're gonna kill this guy basically. They'll open him up, remove his guts, leave him there. Well, he won't die. He'll remember he's gonna drink Fuzz Cola and it's gonna come out of the sutures, right? Yes, yeah, right. Now we give Randall a lot of credit for this film, but much, much, much of this film was ad libbed. And um, we're like some of the greatest things Peter says, like that's the cycle of life right there, boys. It was all out <laughs> Yeah, he's really funny at this. My, the only thing I remember was a little. It takes like a couple seconds. My last scene on the beach, you know, where we're on the beach, and I have that big hat that sticks out. Yeah, turn the head and smack somebody. But that was my bit. I said I'm going to do it. That's fine. <laughs> that was the only thing I remember. I, I remember pretty much sticking to the script on my part because I love to ad lib and I have a hard time memorizing lines. You do stick to the script in this film. Yeah, pretty yeah. much so. That's the well, second thing. It's funny. That's funny. I guess it's Jaws. It's nice that he has the plastic uh, curtains already prepared. Mm. Now, there were plans. Well, they were very, very loose. It was just Randall thinking about it. But there were plans for a another a follow-up movie. It was going to be three? called Surf 3 no. 3D. You're kidding. Well, the whole concept was these aliens crash into the ocean and in Southern California, and they kind of get hooked on surfing. Um, and they had, like, two hands... So they would walk on their hands and mm -hmm. uh, and sort of like a head, and they would disguise themselves by wearing balloon pants, you know, those mm -hmm. 80s MC Hammer kind of pants. Right, right. I didn't even hear about this. I never heard of it. Well, I only heard it on the D, uh, the Blu-ray commentary mm -hmm. uh, with Randall Baddett. Oh, we nice. were, you know, of course you know, we were the first movie in the history of motion pictures to be a two before there was a one. There was actually a Guinness movie records book. And Surf 2 was listed. It goes, the, the first movie ever to be listed as 2 when there was no original movie. And then later, okay. I think Bill Cosby took that gag. He had Leonard Part 6. He kind of right. got a switch on that gag. But we were the first. It is so funny how it's Surf 2, the end of the trilogy. That's yeah, exactly. For the yeah, first movie. Yeah. yeah. I used to have a poster. There was a great poster for it, I remember. A girl's legs on a surfboard. It was a great poster. I think I've seen that. It has a list of all the music on it, too. Yeah. Also, I think it's one of the two or three films I got top billing. You know, it's, I, I don't get top billing, but I'm usually one of the lower ones. Do you and remember the other one? Yeah, you're a villain in this. Oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy. You're right. You're, you're right. Yeah. Well, they could all beat now, here he wakes them all up just by talking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's the secret weapon in this movie because he he just kind of hits when you don't expect it. Yeah, it's crazy that he never liked being in front of the camera because he's so funny. His he's so hilarious, eyes. isn't he? Yeah. Now, this is the scene in which Sparkle will reveal everything, including her real identity. I right. forget your name. See how the, he's not dead. He got oh, autopsy, right. but he's not dead. Right. Oh, thank God. And here comes the uh, the gag, cartoon gag. Now, if that happened in my house, I would definitely put a tray underneath it so it won't hit the carpet. <laughs> you, you can't sit down without a coaster. Right. <laughs> what became of Brandis Kemp? Did she work after this? She passed away recently. Uh, oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, she was so nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, just Friday's, a couple yeah. Before, I think. Friday's lasted for about two seasons, I remember. You know, it's it's actually on one of the streaming services. I think Tubi has has it. And not all, not every episode, but they do have the Andy Kaufman ones that they were known for. Oh yeah, that was right. That was the big one, right? Remember? Yeah. Jack Burns came in. Yeah, they got in a fight. I remember that. But what was weird is he showed up the next season, and he, Andy Kaufman was born again with his wife, and he spent the monologue singing Christian songs, and then stopped the police from performing because the last bit had drug humor, and he was a against drugs oh my god so he was still doing a routine like and that one's not so well known but yeah she's great in it and the, the show is pretty miserable usually but yeah it was it was a poor man's saturday night live yeah you now, try to watch him now the one that covid19 yes um, put the period on the end of the sentence now she was not doing well with some brain cancer but it was this complications from covid19 that did her in oh that's a shame Super nice lady. Yeah. yeah. So here comes the secret. Thank you, Michael. Oh, that was his girlfriend. Oh, well, that's impossible. The only girl Schwartz ever had when I was was Florinda Budnick. Yeah, Florinda Budnick. Florinda Budnick? <laughs> He's a pretty, pretty nerd. Well, they show like a nerdy picture next to her legs and stockings, so it's a little contrast. I keep going. This scene doesn't have Yeti, so we're, we're bored. Yeah, they got. <laughs> this is the Stray Cats. Yeah, the Stray Cats? I remember them, yeah. Great cat strut. Yeah, there's a lot of decades of pop culture in this movie. The 50s, yes, you're 60s, exactly right. Yeah. You know, uh, Horseshack, I guess, for the 70s. Mm hmm. Now, this was 10 years after. Okay. Now, Eddie's hiding under one of those gingham tables by the two dads. Right. And they're arguing to, to keep the beach closed until they understand what's going on. So they say, like, everybody knows Buzz Cola is what's the problem. So Eddie replaces the Buzz Cola with Cola. Just uh -huh. Coke, you know? Right. And I, it's amazing to me how they go, I don't know, it's just soda. I guess it's okay. They just did an autopsy on a dude. <laughs> knows it's motor oil. <laughs> so, Eddie, this is the scene in which um, Banner, Mannard wanted to fight 
Biff wanted to fight Cleavon. Do you remember the incident? No, I honestly don't. I, I don't remember that. Uh, no, for some reason I don't. I don't know why. They okay. got into some kind of upset and they really wanted to fight. Yeah, I'm sure his racism probably had to do it. He probably said something obnoxious and Cleavon probably wanted to fight him. Something might have, you know, it might have happened earlier and it was boiling over. Right, wow. right. <laughs> this is also a great scene because it takes place in the middle of the day in a pizzeria. Yeah. Yeah. Into he calls him Bob's dad, not by his name, Bob's dad. And that was his name in the script, Bob, uh -huh. Chuck's dad and Bob's dad. Oh, Chuck's how funny. Dad, right. I always thought that was funny that poor Chuck and Bob has this sordid history that their their fathers are poisoning their kids, turning their yeah. friends into zombies. <laughs> when they're with them in the previous scene, he goes, why would they be doing it? Why would they be doing it? They go, mommy! Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Paul, is he still around? Uh, let me just look. He was the one who I really liked in Blade Runner. Yeah, uh, and he was in, you know, Patton. He goes back to Patton. He's a true classic. Yeah, that's right. He was um, the, the assistant guy, Captain Richard Jensen. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. 82 Blade Runner. Uh, Apple. He was in the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again, Mike. Okay. Uh, he was in Norma Ray with okay, so he has yeah, a good resume. That's mysterious, yeah. The Last Hard Men with Charlton Heston. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I have any credit for him past the early 80s. Okay, so this might have been his last film. It could be. Okay. And this was definitely the last film of Cindy Lou. Right. Or maybe that's... I'm saying it backwards. Um, Wendy Sue? <laughs> Lindy Sue. Lindy, Lindy Sue. Sue, right. It was, the last, it was the last film for Carol Wayne. Yeah. Right, she passed away after this. Yeah. She yeah. also had brain cancer, and she died in her 60s, early 60s. She was 61. Who is this? And this is uh, Lucinda Dooley. Oh, my God, that's so tragic. She was so yeah. sweet. Her first film was Spielberg's 1941. This is yeah. her last role. Oh. She got married. Oh, so she gave up acting. So I worked with her before. I worked with her in 41. Yeah. I have to say, I saw that movie just the last week, and I loved you in it. It was terrific. Oh, thank movie. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Tomorrow is sad. We were talking about sad things. Tomorrow is the anniversary of John's passing. Wow. John Moon? What John Belushi. Belushi. Oh, is it? John well, Belushi. let's talk about something nice. Yeah. Two days from now, Eddie's got a birthday. Yes. Thank you for oh, remembering. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I turned 66, believe it or not. I did Grease uh -huh. when I was 20. Surf 2, I oh was what? I was, I was uh, 27 when I did Surf 2, I guess. Yeah. That's great. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday yeah. to you. Thank sure. you, Mike. Thank you, Carl. You've got, you've got a full decade on me, and I think I'm old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is where the, the, the punks, the zombies surf. And they're right. not good surfers. Really poor mm -hmm. etiquette. They're going to push people off. Right. Now, you can see how badly done it is. The real surf scenes. That's Eric's stand-in. And then the ones they do in the studio, like this. Yeah. But, you mm -hmm. know, those beach movies with Frankie and, and uh, Annette, they're yeah. the same thing. 
Yeah, we just watched one last week. We we just watched Beast Beast Langa Bingo last week. You're right. It oh, I so love that fake. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we went to them all as kids. Now, that had Don, Randall... Don Rickles in. Yeah, ahead, Don Rickles was in Beast. Right, Beast Langa Bingo. That's Don Rickles in it. Now, Randall didn't do it himself, but the producers of this film, there were two producers, really good people. They went to Annette Funicello and um, what's his name? Um, Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon. And they said, D -d they didn't even like stay on the phone. They're like, we're not, we're not. We're not. No, no, no. Goodbye. Oh, really? Was that Bronstein? Ron the Brownstein? Bronstein? Uh, the producers was yeah. George Brown's. Bronstein That's it, George Bronstein, right? Yeah. yeah, and it, I worked with Frankie in uh, Greece. You know, he was a wonderful, nice guy. Uh huh. Yeah. And they brought Linda Carriage to the production. Uh -huh. They bumped into Linda Carriage on the street in Los Angeles. They were coincidentally doing a movie in which there was a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Now, Linda had a small mini career as a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. I could see that, yeah. Now, it, that made sense that they saw her and thought, hey, she looks like Marilyn Monroe. So they cast her in this horror film, Fade to Black. Oh, my God, that was famous. Let's see here. I don't think um, I've seen it. Let's see I what music's playing. was a playboy. Um... Striking resemblance to Marilyn Monroe, they offered her a part. It led to her posing as an actress for Playboy photo shoot in their December 1980 episode as Marilyn. Mm -hmm. Rampant interest from photographers, filmmakers who wanted to photograph and cast her as lookalike characters. She would appear as a Monroe double once more in Go West, Young Man, 1980. So I guess she's just out of the public eye. This is yeah. very funny. She's born in New South Wales, Australia. The mm -hmm. town she was born and raised in was called Wagga Wagga. Interesting. Okay. She's probably married with kids right now, I bet. I bet. And they're yeah. probably all grown. Yeah. I wonder if Wagga she shows Wagga. up too. Fozzie Bear came from there, too. Is that right? My favorite Muppet. Well, I'm just making a joke because he always goes wacka wacka. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> then they beat the punks. They yeah, that's right. They win yeah. the trophy. Right. But there we go. Ahead, turn it up. He's going to give a little speech. He's trying to fully control the coast. Yeah, and he's doing it with the help of two bogus businessmen. Our fathers. Oh, our fathers. Got some gravitas in this movie. <laughs> Now you they go against their parents. They, they got punk. Yeah. They drank the Buzz Cola. Oh, yeah, they get abducted. Is no one else on this beach? Not during filming. Now, we are deep into Act 3 here, and we're getting towards our climax. Mm -hmm. And Menlo will reveal his big plot, and it'll all get messed it's up. Like you're narrating a porn flick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. That was Now look how they're getting sucked down into. I mean, it's really just reverse footage, mm -hmm. but they're getting sucked down into uh, uh, Bunny's hideout. Right. But it always, it always, the scene always reminds me of the monkeys. Like the monkeys always end in like 
this. There's some kind of crazy sped up uh, chase scene. Things right, fall apart. right, right. Yeah. Except there's no song. Right, okay. there's no... Now we're going to have some of the worst... Now, it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. We're now going to have some of the worst comedic acting we've ever seen. <laughs> and roll them! <laughs> Is this hilarious? What do we think? I think it's <laughs> Give him a break. I do find these suitcases where you stick your head in kind of jarring. Well, they are going to bottom beautify them now. It's too late. Too late. That's rich. It's already too late. What time is it? Oh, it's Eddie, do you remember her being up close to you all the time and? You could smell yeah. her. And... Yeah. By the way, that was my ad lib. That little bit of shtick was mine. Uh huh. What time is it? Oh, it's about that. Hey, never mind. I did like a double take, like a Bob Hope double take there. I threw in little things like that. I love it. I might have worked once, but not again. I used to want to be like the other kids, you know. I wanted to be a surfer. I wanted to be hip and bitchy and gnarly. But that's over now. What I wanted to do. That was a mistake. Do. I should have said bitchin. It should have been B I T C H I N. I said bitchy. That was a mistake by me, and they left it in. With a powerful reverse sex hormone. You know what it's like to be the only guy on the beach with tits? It's miserable. Oh, yeah. This is my drag scene. Yeah. But you're not very stacked. I mean, that's really just wrong. I need falsies, don't I? Okay, budget. okay, now Johnny yeah. Big Head will ruin everything for Menlo by simply destroying the place. I destroy anything. But it does remind me like of James Bond or even Casino Royale in the 60s where mm -hmm. they just come in and destroy everything at the end. Right. But, yeah, the monkey song will play right about now. Yeah, now we'd be hearing Auntie Griselda. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the worst sung song in the history of the Rocky era. <laughs> <laughs> now, in an earlier script that Randall wrote, you know, and I, I mean earlier by like the first half a day, he was actually having the surfers murder people and kill people. Seriously? And then it was like, yeah. And he's like, this isn't funny. Yeah. That takes away, well, that takes away the comedy atmosphere. It kind of kills the atmosphere. So he abandoned that. Yeah. Good. It does have a good horror element to this comedy, though. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the zombies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It is, yeah. It's a bit of a time capsule, right? Because this went on. We had these punks walking around like that in the 80s. Now the, the the you know secret hideout has been destroyed and they're all kind of washing ashore. Right, and with Big Head dragging them. Now Menlo will be one of the last ones. Now mm -hmm. in Surf Three Three D, it was supposed to be that he comes out of prison, but in this film, you know Eddie's character never goes to prison. As right. a matter of fact, friends, right? He becomes yeah. friends. I remember you being washed up on shore, yeah. Look at him. Big head. He's, he's like James Bond. He goes in the underground lair, destroys it, saves everyone. 
Right. You would think in this plot that it would be Eric Schultz, who was the hero, yeah. saving the day, but not at all. Yeah. Now, there are movie rules, and this movie breaks them all. You're right. And I don't think we notice. I think it's still a good film. Well, yeah, he did something original. Randall did something original there. Now, you really have been struggling. You're tripping and everything, but that was mm -hmm. on purpose, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fall down kind of like Charlie Chaplin. You know, that's the best Chaplin. Uh -huh. I don't get a physical stick falling down. And then tossed into the back. Yeah, now he is going to get taken away here. But we're going to see him on the beach in a minute. Yeah. Not a, I, I just mean, have my famous hat. Yeah. It is touching. Everyone's friends at the end. I wonder whatever became of that hat, by the way. Some lucky guy on eBay has it. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, we'd be touching base with you to find out what happened to it. Yeah. <laughs> So here comes Other our dads. dad, and the joke is they're womanified. Yeah. And then Fred As uh, Asparagus chases after them at the end. Yeah, and you can see that that is a tacked-on thing. It's it's not really the dads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, in respect to the producers, which I really don't want to do, they tied it in together because the extra footage met the original footage in this mm -hmm. world. Nice camera. Minolta, remember that? Yeah. I think it's so funny today. You take a picture with your phone and it does the sound of the 35 millimeter film advancing. Yeah, well, they have to. It's by law. You have Kids to. You have to indicate someone's photographing you. Uh-huh. Mm. Wow, look at Carol's uh, bathing suit. Yeah. Okay, we got the mayonnaise. Here comes the hook. And oh, yeah, we're God. about to get the mayo. Look at that hat! He's got Twister for a shirt. Oh, there's the mayonnaise, yeah. Yeah, that's my shirt. The polka dot shirt was mine, too. <laughs> Terrific. Matching. Now, look at that peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, How did she eat that? This is probably one of the nicest scenes of this movie that everyone just is pals and yeah, it's a sweet yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all is right with the world, and we wrap yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the girls are not zombies anymore. Right, you're right. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, and they're great in this too because they're not putting up with it. They're okay with it. They're just not putting yeah, up. They're with okay. it. Yeah, it's not a drag. It's right. not a drag. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> and you can hear him talk loudly. Okay, now look. You see how it's not really the two dads. But they're dressed like it. And there's a voiceover. You hear them. Yeah. You're right. Oh, so it's different people. Uh-huh. And that's how it goes. And that's uh, Surf 2. What a joy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Eddie, so much. Well, I really enjoyed that. That was a trip.
we're we're big fans of it and uh, you did a great job and we thank you so much for being part of uh, our show today listen yeah, entire movie with us. Let's, let's do another one find another one let's do it again i, I really had a good time thank you so much carl thank you Mike. all right we'll thank do mugsy's women if you're into it mugsy's women mugsy's girls yeah you remember it? You oh, remember sure. It? No, Stevie and I watched it about three weeks ago. We we put it on. It, it we couldn't get through it, but it's pretty bad. But we did try to watch it. Well, Another we'll one was a uh, Laser Blast. Laser Blast is a classic. Laser Blast. You've seen the Mystery Science Theater, right? Yeah, Theater. yeah, yeah. That's one of the funniest MST three thousands ever. It's hilarious. I just wrote about it yesterday on my Facebook page. In fact. Now the other oh, one we did of yours already on our show, which we might like to do, is the. The Rosebud Beach Hotel. Yeah, where I met Peter Scolari, who I loved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's in great times. And yeah, you play an alien, time. and at the end of it, you show your photos from your trip. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good one, too. Funny so. Boys, whatever became of them. Yeah. The Funny Boys, that's right. They're the, like the waiters or something in that. Yeah. That's right. The Bell Boys. Yeah. So did you know them from the comedy scene, or...? No, I I've never met him before Roseville Beach Hotel. I just met him there, and they were they were very nice. Yeah. Well, very cool, Eddie. Thank you so much for joining us here on LWAFLMOYT. Yes. It's been my pleasure. Have a great weekend, you guys. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Eddie. Sure. Bye. Bye. Well, we well, Eddie uh, logs off. We want to tell you you could go to Facebook. Uh, he has a, a fan page there, which he's active in, and to get more information. We'll be back next week. We'll, we're here every Sunday on Mutiny Radio. We're on the YouTube and, of course, on your podcast. Next week's movie is now in the public domain. We'll be watching The Jazz Singer. The Jazz Singer, the first sound feature of this planet. Looking forward to it. So we'll catch you guys then. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. six o'clock everybody it's monday night it's time for the joke workshop here on monday every 6 to 8 p.m or whenever uh hi i'm your host pam benjamin and we are going to have a bunch of great comics tonight um if you have burning comments then we can give comments if you don't let's you know we'll just move it along and your first comedian of the night uh wanted to run their new opening so put your hands together for pam benjamin yay <laughs> I'm so excited to be here tonight with you guys. This is really great. 
Hi, welcome. Hi, come on in. Uh, my name is Pam. We're going to strap in. We're going to learn a lot of things tonight. Yeah, we're going to learn about feminism. We're going to learn about drugs. Yeah, we're going to learn about abortions, friends. It's going to be a magical, magical journey. So I invite you all to look under your seats and take the mushroom cap underneath there and made you look. Yeah, you love drugs. I could tell. Woo. What's your favorite drug? Comedy? Comedy's not a drug. Boom. Oh my God, the endorphins. I guess when you're as old as you are, you need endorphins from anywhere. So it's like, just keep me alive. Laughing. If I'm laughing, I'm breathing and I'm still alive. That's a good drug. Oxygen, oxygen. That might be the best drug for you at this point. Any other favorite drugs out there? Alcohol is a drug. I learned that after my DUI and going to a bunch of classes. Indeed, alcohol is a drug, a legal drug, but uh, I'm a responsible drinker. Uh, that's why I decided to never have children. Yay, I love drugs. I never want to have kids. Hooray. My favorite drug's actually called midazolam. None of you love drugs enough. Midazolam is a benzodiazepine. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It's like a super Valium. It's like lorazepam or diazepam. Doctors actually call them the two-pam family. Give them two-pam. I love benzos. Woo! I do. I love benzos so much. I love them so much. Usually, they give you midazolam when you get an abortion. That's when you usually get that five-minute, happy, great feeling. Oh, and I only have one regret about my second abortion. So they've given me the midazolam. My feet are up in the stirrups. The doctor's looking very kind-faced between my legs, and he says, Pam, um, this is a five-minute procedure, and some people talk, and some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> For realsies, I told jokes during my second abortion. They did! Oh my God, it was a killer five. It was, woo, it was a bringer show. I left it there. Uh, but the only regret I have about my second abortion is they wouldn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. So was it life-changing? Were those the best jokes I've ever told? What jokes did I tell? I can't remember. Do I care? Not really. That's the only regret I have about my second abortion. Okay, cool. That's my new, like, silly little opening thing. Uh, one more thing about drugs. I can tell, I can guess how all of you smoke pot. You have a bong in your trunk. I can tell. Is this true? You have a water pipe in your back pocket. Break it out. You smell like bong water. That's good. I feel like, uh, Ezra, in the back, you, you roll the most perfect expert spliffs. Like, I feel like there's a pencil, there's like a tool that you use to make them tight. Like, tight, keep it tight. What I've been trying to do, keep it tight. Okay. Cool. Uh, I, your next comedian, I know how she smokes pot. She's got a tiny pipe, and she takes little tiny bits of weed, little itty bitty bits, she puts them in, and then she smokes it. Itty bitty tiny. Yeah. She's super cute and super wonderful, and she smokes a lot of pot. Put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. I got. I got uh, some new jokes and some new jokes, and uh, 
you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep? And if they did, how did they figure that out? What was eight hours? These are the things that are keeping me up in the middle of the night. I wrote, I wrote this down at 2.13 a.m. It's fucking, fucking crazy. Don't ever say to a comedian after, you've, uh, after they've done a set, uh, after they've done a set, did you have fun? <laughs> don't, don't say that. Don't say, or how do you think it went? Unless you're already knee-deep in the discussion of how they th thought it went, and you're, you're already asking all these other questions. But if you just see them after a show, or after they've gone up, and you say, did you have fun? That's a dead giveaway that you either did not see the, sh the set, or you thought it was terrible. And either one is a terrible thing, so don't do it. That's just a um, PSA. Um, have you ever noticed that the expression, has it ever happened? before comes in handy more often than not? Has it ever happened before? It's kind of like a diagnostic tool that doctors use when you tell them, uh, my eye is all red. Has it ever happened before? No. All right, that's not it. I just, that's just came out of me in the middle of the night on Saturday. Um... Somebody said to me, it's not meant to be understood. It's one of those types of experiences. That's all. I don't know. Uh, what else we have? How we talk is pretty amazing when you think about it. You get an idea, an impulse, a desire to express yourself, to say something to somebody. The words come out of your mouth. It's magic. It's like a thought goes to... to out of your mouth and then it's words and then the great thing is that you understand what I'm saying but the fun part is when you don't understand what I'm saying when miscommunication has happened you misunderstand what I'm saying and I'm talking gibberish and w that made me think of what was the, the first caveman who talked how weird was that and it was, wasn't even real communication because it wasn't it wasn't a common language yet it was more pointing and ugh, and like, th okay. That's another one that came out at, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, how about some real jokes? How about, <laughs> how about a song? Um, oh, I hate to have an existential crisis. Thank you. When I'm on stage in front of all of you, questioning life's meaning and its purpose. Not finding any and letting you all down. Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when none of my jokes and I premises work. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Lauren Kraut, everyone, has been thinking a lot about cavemen. Hooray. All right, your next comedian coming up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine. <laughs> were tickets to this open mic one billion dollars ah we're so lucky ah, i'm so excited i'm having a baby ah, no 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 don't take me out i want to see where this goes 
calm down. Okay, we only have so much time. Guess what? Chicken butt. All right, vibe check complete. We can get into the comedy. Uh, I have a good. So this is a uh, an impression I wrote today. Okay, so uh, this is my impression of a penguin. Okay, and he's doing the song "I Know What Boys Like" from the waitress. And some people might be like, Spencer, that's an impression of a duck doing uh, the song by the way. Oh, but completely different. Get out of here. The government's trying to kill us all, okay? Don't leave the tags on your mattresses. That's how they track you. Throw that out the window. If you see a ladder, walk right under that ladder. It's their fault for putting it there. You know, if I lived with a black cat, though, I'd fucking cross that motherfucker's path all the time. That cat has enough power over my life. I don't need to give it where I go as well. And uh, people might be like, oh, the, the country is run by lizard people. You would notice if there was a lizard person, okay? Just look out, and if you see someone running from the sun to the shade and just freezing, you know, doing a weird blinky thing, it's very obvious. If someone has their tail cut off and it regrows, lizard person. Ah, uh, who here's a dog person, huh? And I mean a fan of dogs and not half dogs. Okay, uh, notice how everyone who, d you know, everyone who responded, great. You're judging the people who didn't respond because that's way more serious of a question now than it used to be. It used to be like, ah, oh, do you like dogs? I like dogs, fine, wonderful. We can go on with our day. Now it's like, do you like dogs? Because they want to know if you're a sociopath and if they can trust you. If you don't like dogs, th th it's a test. If someone wants to know if you're a cat person, it's because they're worried about you, okay? If someone wants to know if you're a lizard person, it's because you move from the sun to the shade and you freeze and you eat insects, okay? Any of your friends that have ever told you to eat a cricket probably a lizard person okay have you ever been sitting at the table with someone and you're like oh hey i've noticed you haven't blinked for a long time and also that your extra layer of skin that you left on the floor of this sizzlers but are you a dog person and they say oh i'm not sure and then you shoot them because that's a much more serious question than it used to be and you gotta take it seriously thank you i've been spencer divine Take him seriously. It's better divine, everyone. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Your next comedian, a super funny guy. Clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman. I don't think Spencer took one breath. I'm afraid. Yeah, make some noise if you have a smartphone. Cool. What's your favorite app on your phone? Twitter? You just like talking to strangers? Cool. What's your least favorite app? Blonde hair. You don't have a smartphone? 
You don't have what? What app do you think is the weirdest? You you got all normal apps. Reddit, yeah, that's a very Caucasian app. I, I agree with that one. Uh, yeah, I think Uber is the weirdest app. Cause Uber is the only app that requires you to spend intimate alone time with randomly selected strangers. Like, how do they pitch that four people in a meeting? Like, yo, what if we could give rides to random people, but only you two knew about it? Like a trafficking app, but it's working now. I got into Uber recently, and uh, my Uber driver was playing Beautiful Girl by Sean Kingston. Yeah, first of all, red flag. This is not a person you want to ask how their night's going. And it only got worse as the drive got longer because he had it on repeat. That means he was playing the song before I got in the car. He'll probably be playing it after I got out. I just stopped and wondered, like, how many times do you need to play this song before you pull over and call her? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about racism. Any of y'all proudly Caucasian? Cool. It's okay to be Caucasian. You just can't be proud of it right now. I, uh, I was on Tinder earlier, and I saw this lady. Her bio was one sentence, all caps. It said, only looking for all Americans. I don't know if she's looking for somebody that's super patriotic or super athletic. But I've been thinking about racism a lot. Like, because one of the homies, he asked me this dumbass question earlier. Does it stop Asian hate? You, we all agree that we should stop Asian hate, correct? Cool. Colin, you were probably white and you didn't say correct, so I'm more afraid. I, uh, but I was, I was talking to, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's cool. <laughs> I was talking to one of the homies about the Stop Asian Hate campaign. And he was like, what's that for? And I was like, Asian people are being assaulted in the streets in the Bay Area. And he was like, it's just one dude doing that? Like, how stupid do you have to be? Like, he thinks there's somebody who wakes up every morning and is like, it's Asian hate time. But I, I, it did make me think about, like, how racism works. Like, do you think racism is like having a superpower? Like Cyclops. When he opens his eyes, those lasers come out. He can't help it. So, like, do Asians wake up thinking about how much they hate niggas? Or is it like being a vegan? Which, like, they probably don't think about vegetables all day. But if they hear you talking about food, they're going to bring it up. And, like, can they be accidentally tolerant? Like, if a racist is walking through the Home Depot and they bump into a nigga's cart, if they say, oh, my bad, like, is that against their rules? Cool. Um, what other jokes did I want to work on? I think that's all. Thank you for the time, Pam. <laughs> Will you stay up there? I have a question. I don't understand the my bad joke at the end. The racism in the my bad. Can you explain it Oh, to me? my bad is like an apology, like sorry. Right. But but so my bad because they... Bumped, they like, they're being tolerant. Like they bumped into a black person and they said my bad. And I just need to work on it, obviously. Well, I know. I'm just curious because is it like, is it somehow in your mind like it's like some sort of reparations because they said my bad or is it not enough or is it bad that they said anything or... Yeah, I mean, like, if, they... if I was racist, I would never want to apologize to the oh. minorities. Oh, so the pre so I missed the premise that the person in Home Depot is it's exceedingly racist, yeah. and they bump and they say my bad, and then you're okay, 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 now I get it. My racism might just be built different. It's fine. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm dedicated I was just to these to, I just wanted to get it, and we had time. Everybody, clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman! Yay! <laughs>
Woo. Hey, um, I'm excited for your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Happy Monday, everybody. How you doing? Uh, and I've been getting older. Been around a long time. I mean, I remember, like, let's see, I've outlived AIDS, monkeypox, COVID, Roe v. Wade. And I keep, I have this question, it's like, and I'm, today I'm a little troubled because, does anybody remember Leslie Jordan? Leslie, Leslie Jordan, do we know who Leslie Jordan is? He passed away today. I'm devastated. And it really makes me think about, is there a God, right? I'm thinking, because I think of another faggot that should die in a car crash, and that would be Lindsey Graham. Does anybody else know who Lindsey Graham is? Okay, so you know who he is. He's like, he's like this faggot who had a press conference about women's choice. Do you remember that? He brought out some mechanical people behind him. And the thing that makes me wonder about Leslie fucking, uh, not, excuse me, about Lindsey fucking Graham is that that man has not seen a vagina since he left one. I can tell you he's never looked back. And, you know, I think about, like, what kind of... I mean, who's going to touch this old faggot? Not me, not anyone else. I think about the this, this super hooker that he must have to hire. Now, that, that person has to have, like, nerves of steel. The most paid, the most incredible thing ever. It's like, oh, my God. See, this is why it's a new joke. But I'm getting there. I'd also like to talk about, as we get older, our thirst for nostalgia. And it concerns me. Like, everything old is new again. Right? We have a reboot of everything. Ev- so, is any, does anyone remember Harrison Ford? Okay. Does anybody remember Star Wars? See him in that? We loved him in that, right? We loved him in Indiana Jones. And we keep bringing him back. Did anyone see him in 2049? Did anyone see the most recent one, 2049? Did you know that he broke a wrist filming that and they had to shut production down? And did you also know that when he filmed, I believe it was Star Wars, oh my God, I can't believe they made another one, that he broke, I think, a a leg or another arm, and in between the filming of those two movies, he actually crashed a plane twice. And I'm worried that we keep bringing him back, and like, if we can Carrie Fisher that shit, if we can drag Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space with Frost, can't we just save Harrison Ford? Oh, and by the way, and this is also not a joke, unfortunately, or maybe it is, there is going to be an Indiana Jones 5. They're going to have to pull that whip from his dead cold hands. And he, I think he actually even said that. Does anybody know that reference, Charlton Heston? I know. So see, that's when you get older, you don't know quite what's going on. Okay. Oh, gosh, you know, I feel so, so warm. And in honor of my beloved Leslie Jordan, I'd like to sing a song for a musical that I never wrote called Little Orphan Fanny. Here's to you, Leslie. Rest. Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. Be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. Yeah.
Brady. I mean, are you going to dress up as little orphan Fanny for Halloween? With a little red wig and a little flag and sing your song on every street corner? I think yeah, you should. Maybe. I, I can help you find a wig. I'm sure you don't have any trouble actually finding a wig, sweet baby. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Ezra Lux. Woo! I'll get Uh, hey guys, um, my uh, my neighbor Ricky, he's great. Uh, he was telling me about how he met his uh, current girlfriend. He said, uh, yeah, she's awesome. I met her on this website, blackpeoplemeet.com. And he's old, just like in case you know. And I was thinking like, I'm sure that website's great, but the name is like really bad because I keep thinking of a website for like racist cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> That was dumb. <laughs> Why did I write that? <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> that's the, I like the delayed, like, yeah, that was all right. Um, I, uh, I just graduated from college, which uh, I know is not real. Yeah, woo. Um, I know college is not real, uh, at least like liberal arts college, because my college did not have grades. They did uh, this thing called narrative evaluations. <laughs> Which, if you don't know what that is, it's like you don't get an A through F. They just like kind of write a paragraph about how you improved. And I was thinking, like, that's clearly not a thing that would work in real life because if you went to like a restaurant and you looked in the window for that familiar C minus on the wall <laughs> and you didn't see it, and it was just this giant paragraph of like, well, so at the beginning of the year, four people died of food poisoning, but recently things have really improved. <laughs> That would not work. <laughs> or like you're at the DMV, you're like, well, at the beginning of your driving exam, you ran someone over, but you didn't at the end. So I say that that's improvement. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the video game Street Fighter 2, but it is, uh, I think, not very realistic to all the street fights that I've witnessed. Um, if that game was more realistic, it would be like press A to say, you want to go outside? And then press B to retreat from the situation. <laughs> And then, like, every round would just end with the police showing up and you trying to blame, like, M. Bison for starting it. <laughs> um, the only thing that is realistic, though, is, like, there's that character in that game, Zangief, who really is accurately, like, that's all the guys that are really good at fighting do look like that guy. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I have very low self-esteem. Um, yeah, woo. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why this is good. Um, I was waiting in line yesterday at Walgreens and this guy was trying to return an opened box of Magnum condoms. <laughs> so, you know, it's good to have low self-esteem in that case. <laughs> he was like going up to the uh, cashier and was like very adamant. He was like, these are wrong. That was what he kept saying, which is true technically. I guess he was wrong. They're for the wrong sized penis for him. <laughs> But he was demanding that they let him get his money back for this, like, open box of condoms, which had, like, you know, five left or whatever. And I was like, I aspire to be that cheap. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the show uh, Hoarders and its related show, Cribs. Um, these are really the same show. Hoarders is just the show Cribs. You just have to change your perspective because it is Cribs. Poor rats. Um, I think every episode of, <laughs> of Hoarders, there's always like this palatial box of like old newspapers just infested with rats. 
and you just gotta zoom in. That's like Rat Fifty Cent with his like awesome friends hanging out in his rat mansion. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's weird though, cause it's like you know that's that's the real class difference. Is if you're like hoarding dumb rich people shit, it's not hoarders anymore. It's like awesome. It's cribs. Um, although I did realize one thing from hoarders is that like you can have an amount of beanie babies that will get the government to declare you clinically insane. <laughs> Which, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Yay, Ezra! Ezra, please watch the, the amazing animated feature, The Rats of Nim. Please watch that. I know it's way before your time, but it will, it will, it will help your rat hoarding because they build a whole society out of leftover stuff from humans. It's a movie from the late 70s, early 80s by Don Bluth. It's called The Rats of Nim. It's based off Mrs. Frisbee and The Rats of Nim. No one knows how to read anymore. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Senna! What's up, people? How are we doing? Good, good, great, great. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, thank you. Thanks for caring about me. Um, I tried to buy condoms today. They were the wrong size. <laughs> a little too big. Some may say unrealistic. I tried to uh, get my refund. They said, no, just pick your own size next time. So I threw it at him. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not having a good day. But on the bright side, I am doing good overall. I actually uh, just quit my day job. Thank you. You hate work. <laughs> oh, really? What do you do? You're a teacher? Wait, so you like, you make the books and stuff. Oh, okay. Just trying to guess. Anyways. So like I was saying, I quit my day job. Uh, it was, it was cool. I was a barista in downtown San Francisco. It was fun. It's just. I dealt with a fuck ton of crackheads every day. Um, um, I used to deal with them a lot. Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're nice people, they're misunderstood. It's just, it gets a little tiring trying to remind people several times a week that a coffee shop is not the place to be jerking off. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Education Researcher. He writes the McGraw-Hill books, everybody. <laughs> this is her. This is her. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to get that one to work, but I guess not. You guys ever, like, walk around downtown SF high as fuck? Feels like a video game, especially when you encounter crackheads. Feel like you're dealing with NPCs. You know? I don't have a punchline for that. That's just a funny observation I had. Sorry, Spencer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's good. Okay, I may look like a big loser now, but you guys won't believe it, but I was popular in high school at one point. Thank you. Thank you, Kavita. Um, yeah, uh, I was known by everybody. Uh, back then, I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park, and I got hit as I was skateboarding across the street. You know, it's funny. My grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I didn't think she meant it would involve a fucking Kia. Uh, you know, um, it was really hard to walk because I was in a full body cast and in a wheelchair. But it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to the hottest girl I knew and just guilt tripped the shit out of her. At first it didn't work, but then uh, eventually she gave in when I told her that I dropped the charges I filed for hitting me in the first place. Alright, that, that was a lukewarm performance. Give it up for me like I just killed everybody. Yeah! yeah! Give it up for Pam! Yay! Stay up there for a second. I have two tags for you. Wait, wait, wait. Stay up there. I have two tags for you. I have two tags for you. One, here's one tag. So you say you say that they shouldn't jack off. It's not the place to be jacking off. You have the opportunity to say where they should jack off. So you can choose, like, in that rich guy's car over there, or you can do crowd work. You can say, hey, where do you think they should jack off? But after you say, I have to tell them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jacking off, you should be doing it in my mom's house or whatever. I'm, there's a tag... <laughs> yeah, there's exactly right. There's a so think of that. Think of something after that. Tell them where they should jack off. That's the ending to that joke, right? Or what's a, and then here's the other one. This is just a, this is just a gift. You get hit by the car. Um, just throw blunt force trauma in there because it has to deal with weed and you're getting hit. Oh, that's clever. Blunt force trauma, uh, like ha, you ha. got because you were going to cross the street to go smoke weed. You got hit by the car, and then that was blunt force trauma. I think there's a tag there. There's a. That's brilliant, Pam. In the middle. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, everybody, clap your hands together for Jared Senna. Hey, moving right along. Okay, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! Pretty stressed out. I have to go do comedy at a strip club after this. I don't think this is the proper dress code. <laughs> okay, um, so so I'm really bad at making small talk at parties. Like I really wanna, you know, connect with people, but I think I don't know how to ease into it. Like I went to a party and I asked someone if they were going home for the holidays and they were like, no, I always stay here. And I was like, oh, you must have a lot of childhood trauma. Do you wanna discuss it? <laughs> Or like I went up to another person and they were telling about their childhood and they were telling about how they moved around a lot and I was like, oh, do you have a lot of commitment issues now as an adult? Uh, I, I think I'm also too honest, you know? Like I think I'm way too honest. When people ask me how I'm doing, I'll just say something like, oh, I want to throw myself out a window today. And they're like, oh no. And I'm like, it's okay, I live on the first floor. <laughs> it's fine. My favorite drug is Molly. Uh, Molly is my absolute favorite drug uh, for other people. I've personally never tried it. But people just get so nice when they're on Molly, you know? I get so many compliments that may or may not be true. <laughs> but when I'm having a bad week or when I'm like, when my self esteem is really low, I just text all my friends and I'm just like, who wants to do Molly? I want to watch. <laughs> I want compliments. <laughs> Someone was like, why don't you just do it, you know? Like, you'll be so much happier. And I was like, but I'm so happy when someone else is nice to me. 
Um, okay, I wrote some jokes last night at like 1 a.m., so we'll see how they go. Uh, I have a I have a boxing bag at home, so I started boxing for self-defense, uh, which means that if I got into a fight with someone, I would definitely win if they didn't move at all. Bonus if they're shaped like a boxing bag. Uh, I... I, I like it when men buy me flowers. Like, I'm not really typically into romantic gestures, but there's just something I love about a man buying flowers. Like, it just says that they have so much disposable income that 